heartless rogue, he hadn't come for himself. In fact, he had no intention of taking any one of them to bed. What he wanted was a warm fire, warm whiskey, and a warm bed for sleep. Close the damn door before I get up and put your head through it, a patron shouted, spoiling Malcolm's good mood. Malcolm turned to give the fool a deadly look. Truly, could a soul not rest for a wee bit before he wet his tongue? What the hell else was new? Very well, then. Close your mouth, Callan called back, taking his time with the door, before I walk over there and put my fist in it. I doubt you're worthy of such a boast, boy. Rising from his chair, the fool continued, as fools often do. Malcolm assessed him quickly. Medium height, densely built, slow reflexes. Callan could handle him. But which one of you is gonna pay for letting in the rain to soak my clothes? Malcolm thought about it while he untied the laces of his cloak from around his neck. I'll give you two pence for your boots. The rest should have been put to the flame last month. With a flick of his wrist, he freed the wool from his broad shoulders and snapped it like a whip, showering the patron with cool droplets. A true fight would do the youngest Grant good, Malcolm thought, stepping aside and watching the patron go barreling into Callan. He didn't bother to see how his brother fared against the troublemaker, but turned his restored grin on a long-limbed, extremely lean man limping toward him from the inner parlor. He approached with a cup in one hand and a bonny woman in the other. I wasn't sure I'd see you pass this way again, Malcolm. Harry Gray let go of the lass and grabbed him in a tight embrace. Where would I be, Harry? Malcolm accepted the cup and tossed his arm around his good friend. I was stabbed in the leg and didn't care for it soon enough. Malcolm shook his head, staring at him. What have I told you about hiring men to protect you? You didn't know how to fight. I do have a guard, but he's serving another duty presently. They both watched Callan make a quick end of his opponent and toss him out the door. My brother, Malcolm said proudly. Of course, Harry sighed, sounding worried. You remember Bess? Malcolm sure as hell did remember her. Last time he was here, he'd stayed for several months, and Bess had grown quite fond of him. She was one of the last women he'd been with, a wildcat who jabbed her claws into him and had a hard time letting go. Harry thanked Callan for disposing of the man and not leaving him there bleeding on the floor. I heard your sister was kidnapped by pirates last year, he told Malcolm as he led him to a table. She wasn't a kidnapped, Malcolm corrected him patting his brother's back as Callan sat. Harry stopped and turned to him. She went of her own free will? Aye, Malcolm told him, as if there were absolutely nothing wrong with it. To him, there wasn't. She's the adventurous kind. Malcolm smiled indulgently when Bess settled into his lap and proceeded to tell them about her adventure from Ayr to Hebern last spring. Malcolm didn't think pointing out the difference between her journey and his sister's would do her any good. They sat together for the next hour, drinking and laughing, while Malcolm recalled how he and Harry had met. Harry saved my life, Malcolm told Callan, when the Buchanans of Perth were still our enemies, before our cousin Derek wed the Buchanan chief's sister, Janet. A group of them had come upon me on the road and had taken me by surprise. They beat me unconscious and dragged my body to the brothel, where they celebrated their victory with wine and loose women.
Harry discovered me tied to a horse in the stable later that night. He hid me in one of the rooms upstairs and left me alone to recover and live another day. Though Harry is English, Malcolm praised. He did not throw me out of the establishment on the Highland Arse. That's because, Harry raised his cup to him, you kept the men who killed my wife from killing me as well. Though sometimes I don't know whether to bless you or curse you. Malcolm nodded, not understanding why any man would rather be dead with his wife than alive without her. You're hot. Bess looked up at Malcolm with dewy blue eyes as vast and empty as the skies. Like steel, she purred against his neck while she spread her hand over his arm and then down his chest. I'll wager you're still just as hard all over. He groaned from somewhere deep in his throat. Bess knew her profession of how to please a man to bursting, but he left.